Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Joel Marion from BioTrust Nutrition. Went from zero to 100 million our first year. I also have a great podcast called Born to Impact. If you want to learn how to impact the people in your life, let me tell you, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to go ahead and release part number two to my interview with Joel Marion. If you missed part one, you are definitely going to want to go back to last week's episode, last Monday's episode, and uh, check this out because there's just so much value jam-packed in this interview. And uh, you, you know when I have these really long interviews that there's a lot of rapport there. And what happened was I was out in Florida at Joel's house, which is one of the best houses I've ever been in, by the way, just right on the beach the whole backyard just opens up to a body water there and just an amazing view and really just such a nice guy. So we ended up spending just a few hours at his house. And the first couple of hours we were there, he interviewed me for his podcast. So by the time that we actually got down to recording this interview, we had so much rapport built and had built a good relationship on so many other different things that by the time we sat down for this interview, it just provided a lot of great content and I didn't want to stop it. So that's why it turned into part one last week, part two this week. And I can't wait to hear your guys' feedback on that. So just a, a few of the things we're going to be talking about in this entire interview is how he transitioned from teaching in high school to what he does now and to his business, how he connected with some of the top marketers in his space in order to be able to achieve some of the milestones that he has, and then how he scaled his supplement company from $0, listen to this, $0 to $100 million in sales in the first full calendar year. That's absolutely insane. And we go into a lot of these different things in this interview. And, and we talk a lot about some of this, to the different strategies and tactics that he used in order to be able to do that and how he grew his, his email list from zero to 20 million subscribers and his other email list to 3 million. It's just, just an incredible, incredible interview, jam-packed full of value. So without any further ado, I cannot wait for you guys to get into this, but actually a little bit more ado, just a little bit though. I just wanted to say... For those of you who constantly ask me, hey, Travis, like you give me a lot of value with the show. 
I'd love to add some value to you. One way that, that I always tell people when they ask me how they can add value to me, it's just a really, really quick way, is to head over to iTunes and hit the subscribe button and leave me a rating and review. Obviously, this show is totally free. You're not paying to listen to this right now. The only thing that would really, really help me a lot and add a tremendous amount of value is to head over and leave me a quick rating and review in iTunes. So if you have not done that yet, just please head over there and leave a quick rating and review. It not only just uh, helps in terms of receiving some positive negative feedback from you guys and letting me know what I need to keep doing with the show, but it also helps with Apple's algorithm. So that would be tremendous value add to me if you could head over there and leave me a quick rating review. And if you want, go ahead and screenshot it, send it to me on a DM and, um, and that way we can connect over it a little bit better. Plus really quickly as well, if you want to continue to receive some more value from me, I have this totally free masterclass and it's over at three networking secrets.com three, the, the number three spelled out. So three networking secrets.com. And uh, it's the totally free masterclass that I put together on the three best kept secrets to building the network of your dreams, which obviously if you're listening to the show, I assume that that's something that's pretty important to you. So I promise you will not regret it if you go over there and spend some time with me on that masterclass. And now without any further ado, I want you guys to really, really pay attention and enjoy part two to my interview with Joel Marion. So let's talk tactical, practical things here. We just went through a whole kind of life story here, and there's so many different pieces to pick out. First off, how do you build an email list? Best practices. Like if you're starting with sub 2,500 on an email list, where do you start from there? How do you start? Because now you have a 20 million person email list. Is that right? Yes. About 17 million in Biotrust, 3 million on the on an ebook company that I started 18 months ago. So... Tactical, practical, like how do we start getting from like absolutely nothing to respectable numbers like 10, 15, 25,000? And is that enough to do what you want to do? I mean, um, a list of 10,000 can be, have a six, you can turn that into six figure income. And then most people who are listening, maybe you're in a position where uh, you're still working at a normal job, you know, it's like normal, whatever that is, just working for someone else as an employee and you have a desire to kind of create more freedom for yourself and you're listening to this podcast because you have a desire to be an entrepreneur full-time, 10,000 person email list, you could very easily be generating $10,000 plus a month from that. We make somewhere between one and $2 a month per subscriber. So even if it's only a thousand people, if you know what you're doing with it, then you can turn that into a thousand, two thousand dollars a month, which is significant, and it can grow from there. But how do you go about building an email list? Well, classic example: what not to do is what I did originally, where I had two thousand people on my list sign up for a free newsletter. That was also in two thousand seven. So the landscape has changed. No one's signing up for a free newsletter at this point. It's way oversaturated. No one needs another newsletter, right? So no no one really wants to be on another email list, period. But if you got a what we call an, a good enough ethical bribe on the front end, a lead magnet, then people will still give you their email address and you can communicate with them. And as long as you continue to provide value, they won't unsubscribe. So I became very good at creating these lead magnets. So if you're looking to let's just say you you're probably listening to this podcast you probably at least dip your toe into the water and and growing something maybe you have a, a good sized social channel you know where you have thousands of people who are following you maybe it's five thousand maybe ten thousand maybe it's a hundred thousand people on social media right and free ways to build an email list are to give something away to that any audience that you already have established and let's just say that is even just your contacts from your regular email contacts and you want to port them over to like your email list to get your newsletter, any which way that you can get in front of an audience, wherever you have an audience, and everyone has an audience, even friends, you know, or an audience, then you can give away something of value and encourage them to sign up for it with their email address. So you're, oh, it's an ethical bribe. You're always giving away something of value. And the trade is you give me your email address, you join my list, I can keep in contact with you, right? That's the understood barter. Uh, when people land on a page, they, uh, psychologically, they probably don't even think of that when, when they land on one of my pages because it just seems like it makes sense. Oh, you want this free report that I'm giving away on the top 10 foods for a flat belly or whatever? And we have an opt-in box there that says, you know, enter your best email address and we'll send you the report. And then the button that they click says, send me the report. So they're understand. Sure, I could just have a download right there on the website, right? But people aren't putting two and two together how this works marketing-wise. Like, you're giving me an email. All you all you think is, oh, of course, this is required information. You can't send me something without an address, right? So they're just 
putting it in there, but now I get to stay in front of them. So uh, how do you create a good lead magnet? Number one, if you are on social media and you have had posts, you probably have some posts that like, oh, that post really resonated. That got the most comments, that got the most, that particular topic got the most likes, whatever. You can sort out all your social media posts and just sort them by what had the greatest level of engagement. And you probably have it in your mind right now, listen to this, what those were. Create a free report around that because people have already, they already rose their hand and said like, more people than not said that they wanted this. More people relative to other posts I've made said they wanted this. This is the most popular thing. So give that away for free. Something around that topic. Now let's just say, Travis, what was one of your more popular posts? Actually, what we were just talking about on your show, reaching out to people. Yeah, five, okay, yeah. so so how to reach out, five strategies for reaching out to busy people and actually getting a response, right? So you create a PDF, you give that a sexy name, how to get a reply from anyone in the world no matter who they are, how busy they are, right? And then you put that on a on a web page with a simple box that says, get this free report. I've built a network of XYZ number of people, some of the top names, name drops, some of the people you've had on the show. If you'd like to get in touch with people like this and understand the strategies that I use to create these relationships, just stick your email address below, send me the report, right? And so that would be what I would use in your case as a lead magnet. Then you're advertising your social media on your story and your feed that you're giving away this free report. Go to link in bio, swipe up, whatever. Then now you're collecting those individuals' email addresses. Now you own that data, right? Social media, Instagram owns it. Facebook owns it, right? They could shut your account down in any minute. You have no data. No one, even if you were using software to deploy your emails and for whatever reason, they banned your account, shut down your account, whatever. You still own, as long as you're creating backups, you still own all the email addresses. You just go to one of the hundred other places you can send email from for whatever reason, something happens. Because unfortunately, it's happened, I've seen it happen to a lot of people where they're good people and they violate some terms and conditions that they were unaware of and accounts get shut down. If that happens on YouTube, I saw that happen to a guy who at the time, just over 10 years ago, had the largest YouTube channel in fitness at the time had like 50 million views, which was huge back then. Now that's like one video for some people, but like their channel had way more views than anyone else in fitness. They violated some terms and conditions. I think it was with music that they had playing in the background that was not licensed and their account got shut down. They couldn't get in touch with anybody at YouTube, nothing. They had to start over literally from scratch. They started a new channel and built it up. But I'm like, holy crap, just all that work that you put into building it. He had something like 500,000 subscribers on YouTube, which again, 10 years ago, these are massive numbers. Crazy, you know, to see that happen. If that happens on the email side, you already own the data. You just go to another service. There's, there's dozens of them that are good, you know, and there's probably a hundred of them that are out there possible. So to build the email list, number one, create a desirable lead magnet. How do you know it's desirable? Just look at the numbers, look at the data. For me, anytime I go to create a new free report that I'm going to use to generate new leads onto my list, what do I do? I go back to the last the emails that I sent over the last three to six months. I'll sort by highest open rate, highest click-through rate, and I say, okay, this topic obviously opens really big, clicks really good. I'm going to create a free report around that. Because then when I go to affiliates and they want to send for me and they need to make money because I'm paying them on a per lead basis. If I'm paying my affiliates a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever it is to send me a lead, I already know they're going to do well with it because it's already proven to get good opens and good clicks. So they're going to send good volume of people over to the page. So even at a lower payout of two dollars, I have some people who will pay four dollars a lead that can't compete with me because when somebody mails my stuff, so many more people sign up for it. At $2, it trumps the amount of money that they're earning versus somebody else who's not nearly as dialed in and they're paying $4 a lead. They have to pay twice as much. The names are worth what they're worth, but they these, these people have to pay twice as much for them to get that traffic source. And I can pay half price for them because I already did my homework on creating. You got it dialed in. Yeah, I got the offer that I know people will resonate with because I'm going back to the data. So think about that. What's your social media post that blew it up? What is something on Facebook, something on Instagram? If you do have a small email list, just look at your email data. What are the biggest subject lines that you've had? Create a free report around that topic. Create a free video if your audience is coming from YouTube or some other source where video is the main way they like to consume content. Create a free video on that topic. Give it away. And again, you just tell people that will email you access to it. 
put your email address in here and we'll email you access to it. So that's a practical way of figuring out. People will say, oh, I don't know what uh, lead magnet. I get it. I don't know what to do. How do I create a good lead magnet? You know, and then a lot of people don't go through that exercise that I just talked about and they end up putting something out there that no one really wants. Doing a bunch of guesswork and yeah, yeah not resonating at all. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over one hundred and forty million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Right. So let's say you put that out there, you're getting two to four leads a day. How do you really like take that from like three to 30? So it all comes down to scale. Scale is either going to happen one of two ways. Either you're going to figure out and crack the code for content going viral on these on these channels, like guys like Jay Shetty and Prince EA and Lewis Houses of the world are very good at creating content that goes viral. Study those people. Trent Shelton, if you're looking to be in that type of industry or model it for your own, but you'll see what they're doing. That works. That's one way. The other way is to pay for it, right? You pay for traffic. And that's the way that I do it because I don't have to deal with creating a lot of content. I just create content that one time for a lead magnet. So like, for example, we have a, a lead magnet called the 12 best fat burning drinks. Okay. And I have had over a million people sign up for that one report. I don't have to create new content constantly to give away because I just go and I push it out to every channel that I can find traffic from. And then I pay for traffic from those channels. So paying for traffic is my preferred choice because uh, you can always get somebody to mail for something that makes them money. I don't have to ask for favors. I don't have to go around and do a million podcasts, although I enjoy doing stuff like this. I don't have an infinite amount of time to elevate my brand the organic way, which in my while I'm running four or five other businesses, I commend people who do who are doing it that way. But anything you can always pay for to accelerate anything that you want to accomplish in life, in every any area. <laughs> you shared a story how you paid for access to somebody that accelerated your trajectory in the career that you wanted to have. For me, it's I can accelerate the amount of traffic by paying for traffic. And then I just have to understand paying $2 a lead to affiliates, open rates are optimized because I picked that good topic for a free report that I already know is going to do well. Tested my, my email copy, my subject lines, all that stuff. And it's working really well. It's sending a lot of people over the page. Affiliates getting paid times two on every visitor they send. And this thing sends way more visitors than average because I tested my way into that. Now the affiliate is happy. I'm paying $2 a lead. And I know my numbers that I can back out $2 a lead. And, and eventually that lead is going to be worth $6 after a 24-month period. It's going to take me a little while to make up the two bucks. Then after that, dollar three, four, five, and six are profit to me. So I'm making, investing two and making six. While you do that as much as you, your cash flow allows you to do. In the beginning, when you're just starting out and you have a smaller business, maybe you know you're only you limit yourself to 
do a thousand new leads a, a month from quality sources from people that you work with and you tell them you'll pay them two dollars a lead and you have them mail see if the numbers work out it's constant kind of ebb and flow and making sure that everybody's happy taking care of the affiliate the relationship and then looking at your numbers on the back end well i paid two thousand dollars for a thousand leads how much am i making from this kind of stop and watch this conservative approach before you I would never go out there and say, oh yeah, $2 a lead will work for everyone and every traffic source. We have some traffic sources that we found out that at year, if at six months, I wanted to be worth $2 or some traffic sources, I found out that, and we know this early on that like at six months, they're only going to be worth 25 cents. So we look at the numbers and what you're going to know on month by uh, week two, if the lead is only worth 15 cents. A lot of that initial money is going to be made up within the first couple of weeks. So if, if you're paying $2, you're not making at least 50% of your money back in the first couple of weeks. Don't go back to that channel where you got to reduce the payout or whatever. So it's a constant look at the numbers. Does it make sense if it is working out? Let's say you pay $2 a lead to a partner and at, your, at week two, they are worth $3 a lead. What do you do in that instance? You go back to them and, and say, hey, this worked out. It looks like it's working out well. Would you like to send again for this? Here's a new email that I created for it. Or maybe they say, uh, I don't really want to send so close together. And they say, well, what if I paid you $3 a lead? <laughs> and they look at what they made last time and how much more they would make. So, okay, yeah, I'll do it for $3 a lead. Everyone is, it just has to make sense for them. What's the risk reward? If I'm getting enough more money as in commission, then it's going to make sense for me to hit send again earlier than I would otherwise. And you know, the numbers are going to work out. You've already made $3 back. So for somebody out there, that's just like, Joel, I'm totally understanding what you're saying. And it sounds awesome. But where do I go find all these people with lists that want to start sending stuff? And how do I make it attractive for them? Yeah. So for me, I knew the business I was getting into, which was health and fitness publishing. So I went to the largest marketplace for health and fitness publishers, which was ClickBank, clickbank.com. They have a thing called a ClickBank Marketplace where it has all the top vendors listed so that other affiliates could find the best products to promote. So you go to the ClickBank Marketplace and let's say you're not in health and fitness. They have loads of other categories. Then you click on whatever category you're in, your business is in, let's say it's in dating advice and relationships. And you find that category and then you look at who the top vendors are. Those are all the people that you want to get to know. It's basically posted on ClickBank that here are all the most successful people in your industry who are have email lists or getting customers and sell digital information. So it's published. It's right there. And that's what I did. I went to ClickBank. I printed off the top 20. And I said, I want to be friends with as many people as possible on this list. And I became very good friends with 18 out of the top 20. And then it was just about like, hey, here's your hit list, right? Like you have all the people, those your dream list of people creating relationships with. And then you go out and you do whatever it takes to create those relationships, which I'm sure we'll get into some of the strategies for network. How did I network my way into the lives of 18 of the top 20 ClickBank vendors? And then which ultimately they all promoted my product when it came out. I had, I understood marketing. It worked out well for them. It obviously worked out very well for me, changed my life. I quit my teaching job and now I've been doing this for the last 11 years. So getting into that conversation, first of all, I ask this question to every guest that comes on the show, and it's the one that's kind of become the staple question here. So to get that conversation going a little bit, who you know or what you know, Joel, which one is more important and why? I think it's who knows you. <laughs> it's uh, Your knowledge is, is worthless unless you have people to support that. And whether that is other people can help promote the brand or other relationships with people who you want to advertise with in some way, shape, or form. There's gatekeepers and everything. You can't go run a business 100% by yourself. You can't do it. At minimum, it's going to take customers, right? And you have to create a relationship with the people who are going to buy your product. So it's all relationship business. Everything is relationship business. It's, if you're getting into supplements, you have to have relationships with manufacturers and all this, right? And if nobody likes you, then you're not going to get very far in life. So it's who you know, but I say it's who knows you because you may say, I have people who say that they know me. I don't, I don't have no idea who they are. It's yes, you want to have that Rolodex of relationships, right? Uh, all the knowledge in the world was not getting me money. I had an amazing book that was published, loaded with science. It worked. I knew it worked. Had people out of my small group of 2,000, we did a test group of 150 people, got amazing results using the program. I had the what I know was there and it was amazing. But without all the who, 
I got to know, I would have been playing small ball for the rest of my life. What's up, everyone? Just wanted to take a quick second and give a shout out to my favorite podcasting app, Himalaya. If you're not listening to podcasts on this new app, you're definitely missing out. It's like a social media app, but for podcast listeners. Follow your go-to shows, like and comment on your favorite episodes, and download professionally curated playlists made just for you. So head on over to your app store or Google Play store and download Himalaya today and thank me later. So... Tactically, practically, and I think this will be a really good spot to wrap up at. How did you get into building a real friendship relationship with the top 18 out of the top 20 affiliates in ClickMe? Yeah. So, you know, we were kind of talking about this offline. This was my strategy. I knew that these are people that were doing what I wanted to do. These are the people that I wanted to befriend and, and get to know. I wanted to work my way into this sector. So, one, I had to create the list of who that was. That's the step number one, right? So I had the top 20 ClickBank vendors and and then uh, that was my starting point. Then the number one guy happened to be a guy named Mike Geary. Mike Geary, cumulatively, he's part of a mastermind group that I'm in. He's one of the members. I met him 11 years ago. He was the first guy that I met. He's also the biggest guy in the space. It was kind of unreal how it all happened. Found out the guy lived 10 minutes from me or in New Jersey at the time. Now he lives in Utah. I live in Florida. But at the time, we lived 10 minutes apart. I reached out to him. He had the number one program on ClickBank called Truth About Apps. Everybody knew who he was in the industry. He was selling five or 6,000 copies of that a day. And uh, he was, by, by and large, way bigger than everybody else. I contacted him, with, and the subject line was, at the time, I was on the Training Advisory Board of Men's Fitness. And it said, Mike, Joel Marion from Men's Fitness want to get you featured or something like that. Where while I was making no money, I had no customer, I had no nothing, no email list to promote his product or whatever, what value could I add? Well, he'd probably like to be featured in a prominent magazine that everyone has heard of, men's men's fitness. So even though I had nothing to offer him from a business standpoint, I'm like, what can I scrounge up? Let's just say that uh, I had a guy who I made a millionaire where his initial contact with me was, hey, Joel, praise me, love your stuff. I'm getting into the industry. I also do web design and coding. If you ever need a hand, I'll work for you for free just to learn. He had nothing to offer me from, uh, like, he couldn't promote any of my products. He couldn't make me any money directly. He just offered his skill set, which is applicable to my business, for free. So I, I had him do a couple web design and coding projects for me. And then he got his first offer up, and I'm the one who helped him blow it up, and now the guy's a millionaire. It's all about just creating the relationships that matter. So for Mike, I said, Mike, Joel Marion from Men's Fitness. Would like to get you featured. Then he opened up. I explained in more detail who I was, offered to interview him for the online portion of the magazine. And uh, as someone on the training advisory board, they were always looking for me to interview other people in the industry who had good knowledge. And all these guys were like super smart people. There's no one ever heard of them, you know? And I also, I offered him a few things. One, to get him featured in uh, on askmen.com and on mensfitness.com. And then I just kind of built up my credibility with having this print book, this tangible book that people can hold that's credibility in the ebook space, even though it didn't do well. They don't know that, right? There's just a real book that's in the bookstores that they can look, go on Amazon and see that it's there. Just a really good business card, basically. Yeah, I said, hey, I'll send you a free copy of my book. would love for you to have it. What's your address? Then I would love a review copy of yours. And I'll write you an endorsement that you can use any way that you like to use it on your website, Joel Marion, Training Advisory Board of Men's Fitness. And here's an endorsement or a blurb that you can use to promote on your website. There's extra credibility for you. So I offered those three things. And then he said, you know, he took advantage of being interviewed by me. He also gave me his address to send him a copy of the book and send me a review copy of his. And when I saw his address, I said, oh, he lives in Morristown, New Jersey. That is literally 10 minutes from where I, where I live. So I replied back and I said, Mike, you live 10 minutes from me. How about we go get a beer? I'll just give it to you in person. And he just, I guess that area wasn't full of a lot of marketers, you know? So, yeah, New Jersey. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It, it's- uh, Not a high concentration. Yeah. I, I met a couple people there, but even now a lot of people have moved down to this area just to kind of be closer to me. And we have a good hub of marketers who are here in our industry, but I was one of the first to move here and then other people. And then I've also built up a lot of people who live around here who, who got to know me, spent time with me, 
And next thing you know, they're launching their own thing online and I've helped them freely because I saw they're action takers and now they're running six and seven figure businesses. But he agreed to to meet me at a, a bar called PJ Wellahan's and it was Cherry Hill, New Jersey, or maybe it was in, right there in Morristown and uh, had a beer with me. We talked shop for like two hours, kind of told him where I was, what my goals were. I was launching this ebook. I just had this health and fitness. I had this... Um, online personal training thing that was going pretty well. It was just getting started. And, you know, he basically just said, let me know when the book's ready. I'd love to help, which I knew meant I'd love to help if it works out for me financially. Right? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I became friends with him. We hung out some more because he was local. He entered, ends up introducing me to a couple other people in the industry. Vince Delmani, our mutual friend, was one of them. One of the Then I got invited to Vince Delmani's 30th birthday. I think Vince's maybe 39 now. I got invited to Vince's 30th birthday in New York City. And uh, I drove up with Mike Geary. It was me and, me and Mike. And then uh, another big player, Isabel De Los Rios, who at one point in time had the number one diet searched on the entire Google for that year. It was a diet called Beyond Diet. She's another member of our, of our mastermind group. I just started networking my way there. I met like six or seven other people at Vince's birthday dinner. And then... Uh, Anyone else who I wanted to know, I just started connecting the dots. Hey, I know Mike Geary, <laughs> you know, Mike Geary's a good friend of mine, or you just start dropping names. That, Get like, that oh, that's, cornerstone of credibility. Like I got, yeah. you know, you, you call it lucky, you call it whatever you want, right? I worked my way into someone's life who I had no business really being in at the time by adding value and then becoming a, being a likable person. Then he introduced me to a couple other people, the people who I wasn't getting directly intro to. I went and sought out and said, hey, you want to hop on a call? And I did the same thing with them. Could you feature on XYZ website or whatever? I was also writing for another website called LifeScript, and I, I did the diet and fitness newsletter with alongside Jorge Cruz. It was me and Jorge Cruz. Jorge Cruz was a big New York Times bestselling author all over Oprah, Oz, all this stuff, and I was the other guy. I was the I was the guy who was doing the nutrition tips every day. Me and Jorge were running the thing. He's a millionaire. I'm like a nobody. You know, I just was knew what I was talking about when it came to fitness. So, um, you know, I got some other people featured in different areas, but it became so much easier once I knew Mike. You know, once I knew Mike, then I got introduced to a couple other people. And then it was like, I could say, uh, yeah, we have some mutual friends in Mike Geary and Isabel De Los Rios and Vince Delmani. And then they're like, oh, there's three of the top people in the industry. If they know this guy, then, you know, it's just, people who vouch for me as, as a good dude or whatever, a value adder, and I'm adding value to them. Then the momentum carried on. And next thing you know, 18 of the top 20 who I have friendship with, queued them in on this launch that I was going to do. I made sure that I had all my ducks in a row. One of the individuals, as I shared, I had to pay you know, as a coach to create a relationship with, which is the same thing that you did to get your foot into the door with your first big relationship. And um, sometimes you have to do that. You have to be willing to invest in, in certain relationships. People are busy and you're not going to get a hold of everybody just by being a good person. Sometimes you will have to make an investment. But one way or another, I got to know all 18 through... Once I got a first few relationships, it became easier to get the next ones. One of them I had to make an investment in as a coach, who's now one of my best, best friends. I mean, I was sharing with you earlier, Travis, that uh, there's a bedroom upstairs adjacent to my office, which my kids call Craig's room. And uh, it's, uh, it's how often he's here. He's uh, been on the show as well. Yeah. Craig has, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Craig's great. Great, great guy. Uh, very close friend of mine. I speak at his events and his masterminds for free. I just love to go and spend time with them. So I was sharing this with you as well. There's people who contact me that want me to do paid speaking gigs that I would decline all the time. But because of the relationship with Craig, I'll go and fly to California for him and Bedros any day and um, speak to their groups or, or their tribes and any of their events for nothing. It's like, I want to be around them. They're friends of mine, they're legitimate friends of mine, where like other people, you pay me 50 grand and I'm not going. It's just a point where I'm at in my business where I want to be around friends. I want to have a good time with people who I know. I want to provide value to their, add value to them and add value to their tribes and their customers and, and their attendees to further the relationship. It's all, it all comes down to relationships at the end of the day. So then 18, 18 in the top 20, I got all my ducks in a row marketing wise. We launched the product. It converted very well. 
that uh, was the largest launch in fitness history at that time. Did somewhere between three fifty and four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Forget the exact figure right now, but then we went on and just built from there. It's really the one relationship that makes all the difference. And I've done this in numerous other industries. I came from the health and fitness world. Then I got onto social media. The only guy that I knew who I knew a long time ago prior to that who was doing big things on social media was Lewis House. Now through people that I've had on my own podcast and uh, just people who follow me and, and I follow them. I have relationships with so many of the top guys, you know, so many of the individuals have been on your show and they have been on mine as well. You and I, through this connection, I'm sure we'll each introduce each other to a couple other people that we know that the other one might not have access to. And that's how it works. You just have to get your foot in the door with one. And then no, next thing you know, Mike's introduced me to a couple other people because I added value to him. I was, yes. a, I was a good person. And then he has value to me by making an introduction. Then I go and I add value to them, right? And then now I have a bigger network of, of people to, or mutual connections with so many other people. Now, when I go to other people, I can, I mean, Instagram is a huge tool to find out who's this other person connected with? Well, just look at who they're following, who you also follow. And uh, if I want to get in touch with Jay Shetty or something like that, well, I just go and say, send him a direct message or find some other way to contact or get an intro from somebody else. But uh, I have equity because I say, hey, Jay, you know, I'm good friends. We have a lot of mutual friends, Lewis House, Prince EA, uh, Ed Bilet, and on down the list of people we have mutual connections with, even though he doesn't know me yet, he knows all those other people. And if I'm friends with them, then he figures, well, They've already vetted this person for me. It's a much easier uh, way to slide into a relationship with somebody when uh, mutual other people have already vetted you and and call your friend. Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. Multiple nine figures that Joel is making that all started from his ability to get in with people, create value, and build real relationships. I'm not talking about the business card networking of the 1980s. I'm talking about real friendships, real relationships, real value that now he's translated into several different income streams through several different businesses that he has. I even say this, the individuals, those 18 people out of 20, all those people, we've taken group. Two years ago, I took a group, the Dominican. I for the bill for the whole thing. Four or five days, it was in the Dominican. We had three side-by-side villas, five bedroom villas each. So we had 15 bedrooms at our top 15 affiliates and uh, their spouses or, or plus one, a business partner or something like that. Was, we had 30 people that we were entertaining, covered the entire bill. It was like a $50,000 plus more than that. It's probably, whatever it was, it cost like six figures to put it on. It just, just, just to rent the three villas was something like 50 grand. And then all the other expenses that we paid to, to get people there and cover the air travel and all that. But like I'm hosting events that these people show up for. They're legitimate friends. We vacation together. We do stuff together. We do life together. We we see each other at events and traffic conversion is an event that I, uh, traffic and conversion is an event that I attend. We get everybody together for dinner. We're all mutually in the same place. We'd love to get together and hang out. They're like true friends. If I call, I could call them. You know, it's just a business relationship. It's one thing, but you call them, you're dealing with something in your personal life. These are all people who like, I would feel comfortable if I was personally going through something that that's the level of friendship I have with them. It's not just business. It's, it's way deeper than that. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Look, if I don't cut it off, we can sit here and have a conversation for the next like three hours. (laughs) So to get going on here to the last segment, it's the random round. Just a few really quick, random questions, quick, random answers. Just a fun way to sign off the show. You ready? Yep. What profession other than your own do you think that it would be fun to attempt? I honestly would like to go back to teaching at some point. I would love to volunteer my time and go back to teaching. I, there was a lot of fulfillment in that for me. I just hated the, I would only do a part-time like substitute though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I don't ever want to be under somebody else telling me when I need to be there and when I need to leave. I would like to do it a couple of days a week, maybe later in life. But, you know, I'm a teacher at heart and that's what I do. I speak at events and my, that teacher in me comes back out. So at some point in time, I think I like to go back and impact youth and uh, have a positive influence on, on people before they even get to the stage that I have influence on now, which is um, later in, in life and adulthood. I think if we get these kids earlier, can make change when they're most more readily influenced. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk with them for an hour, who would it be and why? Just a, a big desire of mine, just no real business reason or anything like that. It, it would I'm a huge Denzel Washington fan. So <laughs> Denzel Washington is somebody who I'd um, I actually looked into like 
setting up an experience with him where we have lunch with him and it, it ended up not working out. This was years ago. But I think at some point in time, it will. I think with this with this new group that we're putting together, he's somebody that I think we may attract to being at one of these events that we're putting on. So I just... I love the guy. I love what he stands for. I love his work. I call myself a fan, but I, it's not somebody I would be starstruck by. I just have a lot of respect for what he's done, what he's built. And I also love to hear his story. I love to hear being one of the biggest actors of our day, me loving a lot of his movies, his journey. I would love to have him on the podcast when you say sit on a park bench. Like, who's my ultimate podcast guest? That's really what you're asking me because it's the same conversations that I have with everybody who sits across the table from me. And I would just love to hear his story and how he persevered and love his work. But I know the story would impact me even more. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? I probably say books, but I'm a skimmer rather than I don't read every word. I try to find the, the meat in things. A few books I've read cover to cover, but it's generally few and far between for me to do that. I just like to be in control of the speed. Even audio, people are like, oh, yeah, you don't have to read. I'm like, well, I just, I'd rather just cut to the chapter that I want to get to and then just find the area that I want to find. I'm pretty good at like, finding the, the meat, even when I have podcast guests on. It's a few books from the guests that I have read cover to cover, but generally speaking, I'm able to pull out like the nuggets that I like to bring into an interview without having to read a full book and to sit there and like, I don't have a long commute. You know, my commute is literally 10 steps. It's, I wake up from my bedroom and I walk across the hallway to my office. That's my commute. And I'm not one of these guys who I can sit here and listen to podcasts while I'm working. Like I need to be actually, I can't have words going in here while I'm writing other words. You know, it's for me, it all gets jumbled together. But yeah, I guess books would be the number one way for learning. And I'll just say this is always studying what's working. I learned way more than that than I've learned from any book. If I wanted to do something, I study who's already doing it at a high level. For example, I wanted to write my first video sales letter. It's long video. It's a sales script that's delivered via video, right? It used to be just PowerPoint, kind of follow the bouncing ball style videos. Now, you know, they've gotten more sophisticated where there's live live footage and then all that and they're more of like a movie trailer and then there's pictures and other kinds of footage that are in woven in but really the words are what makes the magic so i was good with another form of copywriting but i knew it was a different art for video sales letters instead of taking like there was courses for writing video sales letters that you could take and i'm like why am i going to do that when all i have to do is just go to all the here's the top five vsls on the internet right now i'm gonna get them transcribed I'm going to send them my transcription is, I'm going to get them transcribed, and I'm going to study the script. I already, like, I can figure out why this is working. She just went to ClickBank and... Exactly, exactly. I There was one other supplement company at the time called Real Dose, who was the first one to have a supplement VSL. And they were killing it because I know I promoted it. I prom this is another one of the reasons why I got into supplements. I was probably making like five to $6,000 per email send at the time, 10 years ago. Eight, no, no. Eight years ago now, uh, I was making like five or $6,000 per email. So I had an email list of like 200 and some thousand. And I promoted this supplement VSL by Real Dose and I made 25 grand. I'm like, holy crap, like this, let me figure out how to do what they're doing because this is working way better than everything else out there. So I had that transcribed and then I had the, some of the top ebook VSLs transcribed and then I just went through and I studied all of them. I already knew that like, here are the numbers. Everything else is making six grand. This is making $25,000. This works way better. Let me study the crap out of it. Highlight stuff that resonates with me. Oh, that, that worked on me. I can see why that's going to work on somebody else. Like, oh, I see what they did here with creating value. I see how they transitioned to reveal the price. I see how when they called, when the call to action is, I see, you know, how they walk people down two roads, pain and pleasure at the end, right? I just saw all of it. And then I just sectioned it out and broke it into seven sections of a VSL. And now let me write my own, make sure these seven sections are in it. Instead, I could have invested and spent hours going through somebody else's course or whatever, like when I already have, here's the A++++ version, you know, <laughs> like, well, why am I going to go right. through somebody instructing who may or may not even create anything as good as this? I'm just going to go to the top. So for me, for learning from an educational standpoint, and I think it ties in with this question really well, I always tell people to study what's working, go to the people at the top and, and, the marketing is there. I buy products all the time. People who I hear are running good businesses or, or, or they're killing it in supplements, I will go and I, I will buy their products. I will go through their customer experience. I will take screenshots of every page. I will dissect it. I'll, I'll take notes, all of it, just so I can see. I don't need somebody to teach me how to build a funnel that works. I'm going to just go to the number one guy who's killing it with funnels. I'm going to buy their product. I'm going to go through the whole experience. 
So I think that will that will help people so much when it comes to fast tracking their way to actually getting the end result that they're looking for. Just go to the end result you're looking for and find the best of the best and then study that rather than getting some marketing book. You know, people ask me all the time, like, what's you crush it at email marketing and marketing and and all this stuff? Like, do you have any marketing books that you can recommend me? And I'm like, I never read one marketing book ever. Like, I literally never did. And not one ever. I listen to some podcasts here and there now, but even in the start of my career, podcasts weren't even a thing. So I just was studying what was working. Yeah, that's that's the whole premise too of the course that I'm putting out, the Explode course is like, if you can get connected to the top 1%, no matter what it is, then you can become the top 1%. And I think that goes right along with what you're saying. So that was awesome. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I have no routine. I'll just be honest. When people ask me about all this stuff, you know, it's like I'm good at certain things and I'm not at others. And yeah, I've tried. I've, I've Craig Valentine's one of my closest friends. The guy teaches the perfect day, perfect day workshop, like on that type of stuff. Like um, he'll tell me I'm his best student ever by far, you know, what I've accomplished for people that he's coached. But what he's teaching now, I'm the worst implementer of. I'm terrible at routine. I'm all over the place. Here's what I do do well. I say, all right, if if I truly say that God first, family second in my life, and then everything else falls into place after that, then I'm going to make sure that I have my quiet time every day. So the one thing that I do do every day before I get started with my day is I'll spend some time either reading devotional or reading the, getting into the Word or just listening to some Christian music or something and just kind of just having a little bit of, of a quiet time, 10 minutes. And then I just... I guess it keeps me in check because before I sit down and start working at the computer, I have like whatever I'm happy to be reading at the time. And I only do devotionals because I cannot read full books. You know, I just, I read three pages and absorb and get something out of that. That's the way I like. So I get these hundred day devotionals or whatever. And so I have a book that I'm currently reading and it will take me a hundred days to get through a whole book, but I have that there and I look at it and I'll just say, you know what? If what I'm getting ready to hop in and do on this computer is more important than the 10 minutes I'm going to spend here, then my priorities are way out of whack. So that always keeps me, brings me back front and center to true north there. That's the only thing I do consistently. Apart from that, and there's probably a lot of things that somebody dissected my life, like I'm doing things that are obviously leading to a lot of success, but any given day does not look like the day before more, more than likely. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I asked that question though, is like, just to show everybody, because I think everybody's looking for the, the secret, the tool, the thing like, man, if I just do this, it'll, it'll lead to all these things. Naveen Jain, who's multi-billionaire, always tells people like, don't ask about people's routines as much as you ask about their mindset. He's like, Tony Robbins takes an ice bath every day. If you take three ice baths a day, you're not Tony Robbins. <laughs> and I think that exactly what you're saying like proves the point. And that's why I asked the question is like, look, you're running several nine figures a year and you don't have to get up at 5 a.m., plunge in an ice bath, read three chapters of a book, meditate, do jumping jack. Like you don't have to do all of those things. Like Here, Here's what I am good at. I'm good at making lists of things that will move the needle and crossing things off that list. That's what I do. That's the big difference difference maker for me is that I'm going to say, here's all the stuff that I got to do. Let me prioritize this. There's some things that are like, they have to get done, but they're not really going to move the needle. So we delay them or I delegate them, right? And then there's those things that like, only I'm really going to be able to be the one who does it. And they're really going to move the needle. So they're at the top of the list. And then I work a lot. You know, I work seven days a week. I'm, I'm not one of these people that like tries to achieve no screen time for on the weekends or whatever. Like I have every day I'm, I'm working. At the same time, I spend a crap ton of time with my family. It's just when I feel like I need to take a break from work, then I'll go and spend some time with the family and then I'll bounce back and forth. Sometimes I have specifically scheduled time with the family. And generally speaking, when I wake up, until 5, 5.30 p.m. is all work. And then I have that 5.30 to 8.30 time with the family, dinner, time with my kids, baths, all the reading, whatever. We'll watch some TV together, whatever. And then most times after the kids go to bed, I'll spend some time with my wife, you know, after the kids are in bed. And then most of the time I'm going back to work. So I go to bed really late. I still wake up early because I want to be part of my kids' lives. I want to take them to camp and to school and to all that. So I'm still very active in doing that. It's just, if I got to sacrifice something, I, I'd rather it be, I'd rather, if I say, okay, family, sleep, 
or moving my company is long. One of the three has to be sacrificed. Well, I'm just, I always fall back on sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. This is probably the best random round we've ever done. Lots of golden nuggets just in this one little section. So what is your go-to pump-up song? <laughs> I'm a huge Rocky Four fan. Oh, yeah. So anything from that soundtrack is just like fun. It's for the best me. one of the series. Yeah, it's 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 not necessarily what I would put on going into the gym. Yeah, but um, it has it has meaning to me if I want to get. I put on No bit. Easy Way Out. Yeah, yeah. At the gym sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a good one, man. Yeah, Rocky Four soundtrack is is solid. What is something that you are not very good at? I am. I'm not organized, with the exception of my list that of things that I need to get crossed off. Being organized is not on that list. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. being organized is. I feel like I miss appointments all the time. You know, like I just need to better manage certain things because I'm always. I think a big reason why I'm unorganized because I'm always going like 100 miles an hour, and then uh, I find myself apologizing a lot. It's just, oh, sorry, I'm just moving way too fast and forgot about that type thing and i'm i'm not like my computer is kind of a mess got a million things all over my desktop if i was more organized probably able to find things more readily and but organization has never been a strong suit of mine it's something i've gotten better with over the years but you know you tell people like hey we don't want to don't label yourself and there's just reality that some people are better at certain things because of their personality or whatever than others are going to be does that mean that you say oh i'm just terribly or i'll never be organized no i would never say that i could say that it's not a strong point of mine personality wise it's not something that i'm naturally good at and i have not worked on it a lot right right and but i have worked on it and i have improved so i know like there's improvement that can be had it's just kind of gets lower on the priority list and all the other things well cool man as we get everything wrapped up here what is one place online where we're going to be able to find you the most yeah i'd say just follow me on instagram at joel marion podcast is born to impact we just had travis on had a great conversation on networking so it'd be huge value to everyone so um if, if this comes out before or vice versa just be on the lookout for that or if it's already out search and see if you can find that on born to impact but we promote all the episodes of born to impact through instagram so you'll find the podcast through my instagram as well so check it out at joel marion yeah at joel marion for any of uh, his stuff over on instagram that's m-a-r-i-o-n and i don't say this about a lot of podcasts we obviously have a lot of podcasters here on the show but um there's probably only been three or four that i would tell you guys that i actually listen to and receive a lot of value from and joel's podcast born to impact is definitely one of them has some of the top guests out there on his show and he's a great interviewer does a really good job of extracting the content that's going to benefit you the most so be on the lookout for my episode but also go check out some of the other amazing guests that joel has had on i promise you will not regret it joel thank you so much for coming on the show today brother I had a fantastic time chatting it was awesome appreciate you being here appreciate you flying across the country to make this happen i do not take any of that for granted super grateful and i'm you know look forward to what's next we'll, we'll do some cool things together well that's it for today's show Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about how we've been able to get some of the guests to come on the show, I've created a totally free resource called Meet Your Hero. So if you'd like to connect with people you respect and admire that are difficult to reach, you're going to want to go to travischapel.com hero to take action and start that training today. Have a wonderful rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.